Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You're listening to the Believe in Monsters podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Chris Krogman, Joe Gaither, and Luke Barry. Discussing all topics, Chicago Bears. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome into the Believe in Monsters podcast. I am your host tonight, along with Lucas Berry. Our best friend in the world, Joe Gaither, is at the SEC Media Day. So he's uh, asking Nick Saban who the Bears should draft next year. And uh, trying to interview some of the Bama players to, uh, to give us a leg up on the podcast scouting world. That means absolutely nothing to the real team. But hey, you're the fans. We want to bring you the news. Uh, like I said, welcome in. This is Believe in Monsters. Follow the show at BIM underscore pod. And we are on the Believe Network. That's the Network. Putting us on every week at the Believe Network. That's B L E A V. Follow myself at ShyBears1985. Follow my boy Lucas Berry at LBerry underscore 40. And you can probably find Joe Gaither sometimes on Twitter, but not often. Actually, he's on there a lot more now. Uh, at Joe Gaither 6 is his handle. But before we jump into the meat of today's show, which will be linebackers and defensive backs, Lucas Berry, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well. Happy to have a, uh, another week here on BIM. Uh, we are missing our friend Joe Gaither tonight, but uh, – we are one week away from training camp, right, Chris? One week and one day. And uh, I think we have a little bit of um, that TV show. What is that TV show the Bears are most on? Hard Knocks. That should be out sooner because the Jets have to go back earlier. So uh, football content is on the way. Ooh. How do you feel about that? I normally don't watch it, but I'm kind of intrigued this year, more so because the Jets are like, we don't want to be a part of it. And I It'll be interesting because I know some of those guys are going to like suck it up anyway. So I think it's very well produced. I think they – it's honestly they do a good job of – and I don't know if this is the idea – of bringing in more of an audience than just football. They tell a lot of backstories around a lot of players, which is cool. Uh, they make you fall in love with some rando, like which is why I would have loved for them to do the Bears at any given training camp because you think Dane Sonsenbacher was a fucking stud, you know, just because like you get hard knocks to cover him. Oh my god, every Bears fan on the world would love that dude. But um, yeah, I'll watch. I think it'll be. I think it'll be fascinating to uh, to see this year, uh, especially because Rogers didn't want to be on it, and that's. That makes me happy. Whatever makes him sad makes me happy. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting. Yes, yeah, so we are a week away from football. And before we begin, Chris, how are you doing, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. It's uh, it's Tuesday. We're still early in the week. Not to, uh, 
not too high, not too low, but I am excited for football to come back. Uh, I, as you know, Lucas commissioned multiple fantasy football leagues, so started to gather information around that as to who's playing this year and who's not. So once that starts, the snowball effect just takes effect. Like it's just, it's just on from there. Like then it becomes, you know, making sure everybody's in and then doing my own little like research or whatever, start talking more football. Um, These folks in the fantasy football world on Twitter that are talking about it all year round. I just, I just, I just don't even, they probably win more, way more than I do, but I just, I can't overthink it that much. Like, I think it's analysis paralysis at that point. Like, oh my God, do I draft Bijan in the first or the second? I mean, I, I just can't. I mean, and it's probably the first. I mean, I would guess he's going to the first. I don't have no idea, but anyway. Um, so yeah, camp's a week away. That's super exciting. Uh, we have well, uh, 1920 football drive is the Bears' own essentially insider version of Hard Knocks. Do you like that show, Lucas? Do you, do you watch that on YouTube? Um, yeah, I do. They they normally don't come out with episodes that often, do they? I, that's not nearly as often as Hard Knocks does. I think it's maybe like I don't know four episodes a year, or maybe like th- maybe less than that. And it's like yeah, it's kind of six. We've already seen one, or- right? About the draft. This year, would you? Yeah, I guess that is considered this year. I would still consider that the end of last year, but I guess the draft really, free. I guess free agency really kicks off. Well, did we see the draft, or was it like more draft prep stuff that was on nineteen twenty football drive, and then the draft show was just put out by the Bears? It might have been draft prep. I'm not sure because they also put out the videos where the scouts talk about each of the draft picks. So. Kind of all blends together. I don't know, but yeah, they they don't come out with too many episodes of that. Like, I think we might get probably get like one video of that during training camp. But uh, I mean, next week it, it's for real. You know, like the the video, the people going to camp, the videos are going to be all over Twitter. People are going to be scrutinizing everything. Um, you know, it gets very very real next week. It's real. It's real. Real. It's not just fantasy football. Not just fantasy football. Although I, I am starting to get excited for fantasy football. Can I look by team on here? Um, so we're going to get into linebackers and defensive backs. Was there anything else Bears news related that you wanted to talk about? Or would you like to talk about the hottest subject on Twitter over the last two days? The running back franchise tag number and how running backs are people too and should get lots more money. Yes, I would love to talk about that, but after we talk about our bears. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. Um, that is that is quite the controversy. Actually, we might as well just start there. What what exactly started all this is because Jacobs and Barkley didn't sign their Basically, what there was a deadline that if you signed a franchise tag, you could get a deal worked out by yesterday. Is that essentially what the deadline was, Chris? There was some sort of deadline, yeah. And Barkley and Jacobs, and if they didn't sign, that means they're playing this year on the tag, right? I think so. That's, yeah. Okay. All right. So yes, that started the discussion, and then I saw the, uh, I guess, waterfall of tweets from like Derrick Henry, who went as far to say as remove the running back position from the game a bit dramatic much. No. 
Uh, um, we saw comments from Austin Eckler, who is now saying that owners are conspiring specifically against running backs. Um, that's an interesting theory because his point was the Chargers wanted high-value picks for him, but they weren't being offered them, yet they wouldn't pay him the contract number that he wanted. So he thinks they're conspiring against him if he was worth high-value picks, that he should also make a lot of money. Um, and then I think uh, – did CMC say something or – no, the talk has been around CMC, though, but I don't think he actually said anything. Um, He's just like the poster child of running backs matter. This is what he meant for San Francisco, I guess. Um, but essentially, Derrick Henry and a few other guys kind of spoke out on this. Um, I mean, Chris, what's what's your take on it? We can, we can start there. So my first thought is we had this conversation – Way a long time ago, right? We talked we about how the running back tag number was stupid cheap, and that there right. was no way the Bears were going to sniff Saquon Barkley because that was kind of I think well, that's kind of yeah, yeah, Jacobs to a degree, but yeah, yeah, actually, you're right. I think I was I was in on Jacobs hard, but yeah, so both of them got tagged, and we both and we all said that's an absolutely terrible number. Um, so, like, why? You know, why are they making such shit, shit money? But we basically came to the conclusion that they aren't valued as much. Their, their years of service are much shorter. The risk is much higher. Um, their usage is potentially so much that you wear them out. And so I've seen arguments made that, you know, coaches don't know how to use them correctly especially when they're paying them this much money. Of course you want to use them the most because you're paying them that much money. So that makes sense. Like I'm not paying, you know, Nikola Jokic a max contract to fucking come off the bench, you know, or play 22 minutes a game. It's not happening. So I, 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 I don't understand that argument. I guess I see a little bit of not like trying to extend a player's usage, but it, and get the most out of them because I guess like if you don't use them as much, they're going to have fresher legs and you know potentially be more dangerous on a per play basis. Um, I just don't think an elite running back is a big enough of a difference maker for a long enough time to pay them a ton of money it, because the game has changed too much. Yeah, you know, we're I, not talking about the the eighties and nineties where. You know, it was basically flip-flopped. You know, running backs probably made more money and wide receivers didn't. And, like, the other thing, like, the other interesting take I saw was that people, like, combine wide receiver, running back, and tight end into, like, basically, like, a skill position category and come up with a franchise tag that combines the three. Yes, that is what I agree with. I like that. So, so essentially – if you did like just average them all out is what it would do. And then it brings down the value of tight ends and wide receivers. And then they're fucking on Twitter throwing bitch fits. They want it. They all, everybody wants to see each other get paid until it affects their paycheck. No, I, I understand that. Um, I mean, I, I guess the, uh, the conundrum is kind of, I mean, the, what would you do question is kind of loaded because it's like, all right, well, am I, <laughs> Am I uh, in the GM shoes or am I in the player shoes, right? 
Um, and it's kind of uh, almost an ethical issue. You know, if for all the reasons you stated, Chris, the fact that running backs, you know, kind of get beat to hell, um, you know, have short careers, they might argue that they're, you know, going through all this, you know, kind of crap throughout their career and, it, and their career is so quick that they should be making more money. So from their side of it, I mean, I guess that makes sense. But on the other side of it, like you said, you're not going to invest that kind of money in in players like that. So, I mean, something needs to be figured out. Um, I mean, I'm definitely agree with you that running backs just aren't as important as they used to be. Um, you know, I don't think, I mean, at, at the end of the day, they're millionaires crying over, you know, extra millions. So it's, you know, that's essentially what's happening. But I guess the bigger disparity is like we said, you know, the amount of money that wide receivers and tight ends are making versus running backs. So I I do think they need to do something to just raise that. Even if it's not averaging, just figuring out a way to raise that um, just so teams can't really, I think in the franchise tag kind of situation, teams are definitely taking advantage of how cheap it is. And that's, that's the main issue to me. So I think there are, very, I, there are very few other positions that are so team dependent. Mm-hmm. Right. So like quarterbacks, we've said all along how, Justin had a shitty O-line, and he had shitty weapons, but he still made shit happen, right? He still found another way to make it happen, used his legs, whatever, made passes where he could, provided value is what I'm getting at. If a running back can't, doesn't have a line in front of him, even if he's the most elite guy there is, he's not going to be as good, right? So it's hard to just call out value for a single person or single player when um, when they're so dependent on the team. The other thing I was thinking about was, you know, tight ends have shifted quite a bit. I think tight ends have had the probably the biggest shift in the last, say, five to ten years, maybe a little bit more than that, going back to, like, Gates and Graham and, and those fellas that have probably paved the way for that position to get paid but they became a lot more valuable or the, the position changed, you know, to where they were doing multiple things. So do running backs have the ability to add more value? So like the, the last conversation that I want to talk about is like you mentioned CMC. So he's different, right? So CMC can catch passes. He, he does, he's a true three down back. So if you, change the franchise tag for running backs based on a CMC, then, you know, your two down backs are then affected. So like now Derrick Henry is getting paid CMC money, but he's not probably not worth CMC. Maybe that's a bad example because he started catching passes. Too. Well, I, anyway. I, I guess my point is though, instead of using, instead of the owner just being able to leverage us and be like, we don't even, we can't even negotiate in good faith because we can just slap this tag on you. I think that would more incentivize them to work out deals than which help the running backs because they're getting paid longer term deals instead of one year franchise tag. And then, I mean, 
God forbid something happened to Jacobs or Barkley this year, you know, then they're screwed out of a, out of a ton of money. So I think it would just making the tag more would incentivize owners to work out a more fair deal for both sides long-term. So somebody blame Le'Veon Bell for this because of that year he sat out and he cost running backs millions. Didn't he got paid a very pretty penny from the jets after that? Yeah. And so I think they're saying that because he sucked when he, when he signed, is that the argument? Yeah, because he got a boatload of cash and it was terrible. So now people are just like, see? See what happens when <laughs> I mean, you pay sure you, could, sure you could use that for a lot of – You could use that for a lot of people, I'm sure. Yeah. So um, one interesting article I just looked up, and this is from a very long time ago, but I wanted to touch on when the game was different and focus more on the running backs. Uh, so in 1980, the average player's salary was – this is terrible. $78,000, $78,500. So number one was quarterback at ninety at 95000 or 100000 Number two was running back. What so was they were the numbers. It was, it was, it's a, the, it's, it was 94.9. So it was 96,000. So it wasn't too far off, but it wasn't. Oh, sorry. Quarterback was at 160. That running back was at 94, and then defensive line at 92, receivers at 85, uh, O linemen at 85, linebackers at 85, and defensive backs at 79, and then kickers, you know, were 65,000. Um, so, I mean, maybe we'll see a shift back towards running backs being more important and being more high paid, but that's just not where the game's at today. So that's that's the challenge. I don't think it's wrong to not want these guys to make more money, especially like the elite running backs. But at the same time, it's just like people find ways to win without them. Yeah. Yeah. I just think the, uh, the biggest disparities in within the tag and that's the owners can kind of manipulate that in their favor big time. Um, yeah. I think the just, tag needs, I think the tag needs to go up, but I don't think people like people need to calm down about how much the tag needs to be. Yeah. It's, it's definitely hard. I mean, for the most part, I would say the formula is pretty fair. Um, so, right on. Well, that is the the Twitter argument of the week. Uh, let's get into these defensive players uh, behind the line of scrimmage: the linebackers and the cornerbacks. Uh, starting with the linebacker group, most likely starters are Tremaine Edmonds in the middle, TJ Edwards on the weak side, Jack Sanborn on the strong side. We'll do it different this week. How do you feel about the starters, Lucas? Um, I I think they're locked in. I don't really see any major surprises there. I think these three guys will be your starting linebacker core. Um, I mean, I think – It'll be a fun defense to watch this year compared to last year because I feel like last year the Bears linebackers were horrendous and they uh, spent the most money at linebacker immediately in free agency this year, signing Edmonds and um, TJ Edwards back-to-back. I think Edwards is actually the first signing of free agency. Um, and then, you know, Sam Bourne slides into that Sam role where he won't have to cover as much. Uh, I'm very excited about this linebacking core, I think, like we talked about last week in the Bears, kind of if they do one thing well, 
hopefully they can just shut down the run completely. Um, the, this linebacker and core with some of these bigger D linemen they've added, I think will be fun to watch in that aspect of, you know, stopping the run and making teams throw the ball a little bit on them. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I like this linebacker core. I think, you know, to your point with how bad the linebackers were last year, undrafted free agent Jack Sanborn didn't see the field until late in the year and then was the best linebacker of any of them, you know? Yeah. So, uh, but it, uh, for everybody, that's a, a total, you know, big, big fan of Jack Sanborn, which, you know, we are here uh, on Believe in Monsters, but I mean, was he good because the rest were so bad or is he actually good? Now he, you know, can slide into a, a role that fits him better. And uh, it'll be exciting to watch uh, his development and the, uh, the rest of the linebacking crew. I, I love Tremaine Edmonds. Um, yeah. It, it still blows my mind that he's only 24, whatever he is, even though he's on a second contract now. Yeah. Yeah. It's nuts. That's, that's insane. Um, we'll uh, see. I mean, the Bears will be able to run a true Tampa two now with a towering middle linebacker running down the seam. Yep. Um, it, yep. it will be interesting too to see like how Edmonds is this year because last year in Buffalo is probably his best cover- coverage year. But before that, I would say he was actually probably more on the poorer side in coverage uh, his first few years in the league. So hopefully he can keep up what he kind of uh, started last year in, in that aspect of his game. What was he asked to do in, you know, at in coverage? Is he asked to cover man, or is he asked to like be zone? Is he better at one or the other? Do you? I honestly don't know. I just know Billy Bean threw him under the bus. Brandon Bean, whatever Bean it is, Vanilla Bean. Um, did you did you see that the Bills GM kind of threw him under the bus? You talking like the, the guy from Moneyball is now the GM for the Bills? No, the Bills GM. His name is Brandon Bean, I think. Isn't it Billy? Isn't Billy Bean the freaking guy from yeah. the? Okay, then it's not. You said Billy Bean at first, bro. Anyway, yeah, no, I, uh, I didn't see that. I don't. No, I didn't. No, I didn't see that. Um. Yeah, he was just kind of like, oh, um, you know, Tremaine was a good player for us, but we we're looking to get better in coverage. Blah blah blah, blah blah blah. So they want to run more nickel. Yeah. Oh well. So. He's ours now, and he's also the Bears' highest-rated player in Madden. So, are you going there already? Wow! Wow! I was just—I uh, was laughing at some of the Madden ratings today. That's all. Yeah. Um. I want to see. Oh shit! That's what I want to do. How do I look at? Damn it! Anyway. Um. So, backups. Currently listed on the depth chart on our lads, which obviously this means nothing. Dylan Cole listed at the weak side. Noah Sewell, uh, fifth-round draft pick, listed as the Mike. Sterling Weatherford listed as the strong side backer. Um, Weatherford with the team last year. I can't remember. Where did Cole come from? Uh, he was a Tennessee linebacker. We signed. He was like a special teams ace. They have a few guys on here who are uh, Dylan Cole's very good on special teams. I think Weatherford's a, a pretty good special teamer. And uh, I think Noah Sewell as well will be a, a big contributor in that aspect of things. So uh, those three guys I think are good depth and also play a role in special teams. 
Okay. Okay. Uh, there's also DeMarquise Gates, Micah Bakersfield, and Keone Dang. Hmm. Keone Dang. He's not even on my depth chart. Oh, yeah, there he is. Uh, what's Cal? He's 6'6", 240. So he's Leonard, he's Leonard Floyd, literally. Like, they have exactly Terrell Lewis. Lewis listed as a middle linebacker. <laughs> ESPN has him listed as a middle linebacker. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, that's weird. Maybe they got confused and thought it was Ray Lewis. ESPN's, ESPN's <laughs> kind of This is budget cuts, dude. <laughs> yeah, everybody at ESPN got fired, and they're like, uh, Terrell Lewis is a linebacker, right? For the, for the Bears, he's, he's a middle linebacker. That sounds good. Yeah, sorry, I kind of combined my answers on who I thought would make the team, though, but I do think it's Sewell, Weatherford, and Cole, uh, three backups, so I think they'll carry six linebackers. Six linebackers. Is that I normal? That. I think that's normal. Yeah, yeah, it's fairly normal. I mean, they could they could carry five, but I don't see it with the special teams, you know, probably needing to fill some bodies. And Cole and Weatherford, both me and those guys, and Sewell probably is too. Honestly, I'm, I'm curious. Just, I'm curious about Sewell. Yeah, I'm. I'm very stoked. He had a really good uh, mini camp for the Bears, and um, I mean, in Oregon, at Oregon two years ago, he was he was probably the best or one of the best linebackers in the country, and they projected him to be a, a first round pick this year. Um, and that last year, the new coaching staff, he kind of stunk it up. But interesting skill set, who I think will provide versatility. Um, he can rush off the edge, so I think the Bears may design some packages for him to blitz the QB. That'd be cool. Do they typically design back packages for backup middle linebackers? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. They could. They could, um, I guess. Yeah, for sure. But supp- supposedly he had a really strong like mini camp, but Fluce kind of reiterated his love for Sanborn, so that Sanborn spot when he comes back at Sam. But I guess if you were to have – a camp battle that I don't really think will exist. It would might be between those two at linebacker. Yeah, you think Sewell can slide to the sl- strong side linebacker? No, that's I the, just that's what the I, insinuation I, is. Yeah, just like if there was going to be a battle anywhere, it'd probably be there. But I'm pretty yeah. confident in uh, Sanborn and and how much the coaches like him. So yeah, but yeah. he was hurt, so you never know if he didn't recover or what. Who knows? So many injuries on this team. Um. Yeah, uh, Sewell's the most interesting kind of linebacker. That's not you know a, a free agent signing. Most interesting draft pick. A lot of I heard I've heard a lot of good things as well from camp and also from his pre-draft st- or from his draft stuff uh, throughout the process. So yeah, that's that's exciting. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens there in the linebacker room. I'm excited for these starters. Um, and uh, hopefully we can stop the run. If we do anything, hopefully we stop the run. Amen, brother. Amen. Uh, so as far as the defensive backs go, cornerback got another boost with another second round pick this year. Uh, so Jalen Johnson and assuming Tyreek Stevenson wins that outside 
Uh, cornerback spot will be the two starters along with Jaquan Brisker at strong safety, Eddie Jackson at free safety with uh, do 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 what's old boy's name, uh, Kyler Gordon being the being the nickelback most of the time. Uh, I mean, most downs, not most of the time. He will probably be the nickelback all the time, but they'll probably play nickel over 50% of the time. Like, I think they ran like 54, 60% nickel last year, something like that. Yeah, one of the, I think it might have been tops in the league or close to the top in the league. So, um, yeah, I think those five guys are, are kind of locked in on the roster, and I think the depth chart will fall exactly as you said it. Um, we got Johnson in a contract year, I think. Yep. Um, Tyreek Stevenson, the rookie, will be fun to watch. He's kind of a all-or-nothing corner who will get up in your face, but will also get beat sometimes because he's too aggressive. And then we got Brisker and Eddie Jackson. Um, I, I like the secondary finally. It's been a while, but I do think the Bears finally have pieces in place where they can have some continuity. Um you know it's going to be a little bit, a little bit up and down with some of these young guys, but I expect Gordon to be much improved this year. Um, I think Johnson will, you know, be solid. He's never perfect, but he's always solid. I feel like, and then Tyreek Stevenson um, will be fun to watch as a rookie, and then our two safeties coming back. Uh, hopefully, Brisker has a little breakout year this year or something. I mean, he's very fun to watch last year. Some some issues in coverage here and there, but you gotta love this game. Yeah, he's tough. He's uh he's fun to watch. I think Brisker is probably the one I'm most excited about in the secondary. He's he's just a he's just a gritty baller. Uh, yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how Stevenson comes in. You know, with Jalen having that contract year. You know, if Stevenson is good, I think it gives the Bears a little bit more leverage to, you know, let Jalen walk if, you know, the numbers get out of control. Uh, or, you know, it could also say, like, if Jalen's also good, it could also be like, all right, cool. Now we found two guys that are two, two outside corners that are that are solid. Let's make sure we lock them both up. Uh, so it's going to be an interesting year in the secondary for sure. I think this is one of the more interesting rooms in general. Uh, with you know the three second day picks or yeah three day two picks uh, coming coming in um, and then or, yeah no four Wait, one two yeah that four I can count yeah Brisker Jalen Kyler and Stevenson were all second round picks which is just yep. nuts uh, and then Eddie Jackson you know broken leg Eddie was a fourth round pick but. He's also the highest paid. Also the highest paid. Um, what's your expectation out of this secondary this year, Lucas? Oh, that's tough. You think? Uh, you think? I think. So, what do you think the measure of this defense success-wise is? Like, what do I? What am I considering a successful year? So, like a lot of, so like a, some successful defenses are, you know, by points scored. Some are by 
sacks, some are by takeaways, some are by just sound tackling. Uh, sound tackling is kind of a, so like that's hard to measure, but like, do you think this defense will be better at, you know, I guess take better away. at takeaways? Yeah, that's where I'm at. Takeaways. I, mean, I don't the, think takeaways um, are going to be the, the, yeah, I don't, defense. I think, um, like I said, stopping the run, I think is going to be probably the biggest improvement between last year and this year. Cause I think you can't get any worse than you were last year and they definitely got better. Um, but I think takeaways with more continuity, more people in place, I think sacks are still going to be a struggle. I still think they'll give up a decent amount of yards here and there, but uh, you know, run defense number one and then takeaways, I think is going to be a big emphasis for Uber Flus. Even if these guys, you know, do give up some big plays, give up a lot of yards. I, I think some takeaways will help level that out. For sure. For sure. Um, and that so, includes linebackers too. Like the linebackers need yeah. to uh, contribute to that. And hopefully Edmonds and Edwards can help out with that. So, hundred uh, percent. There are some interesting kind of back end of this. These, these direct, these defensive backs with, uh, these are weird listings too. So Terrell Smith, uh, backup corner, Kendall Williamson, backup safety, Elijah Hicks, backup free safety, more or less. Kendallville door backup uh, cornerback has often been a starter. Josh Blackwell, uh, backup corner. He had a lot of playing time last year. And then the other guy that got a lot of playing time last year was Jalen Jones. And he is like third on the death chart. But again, these are weird. And then we have AJ Thomas, Adrian Colbert, Greg Stroman Jr., Michael Ojemudia, Macon Ooh. Clark, and Braylon Trahan. <laughs> what? Braylon Trahan. That's a pretty funny name. Um, I yeah. Mike. Give me shit about Ojemudia. Oh, no, 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 that. no. He uh, supposedly made a splash at minicamp, too. A lot of people were talking about him. I guess, uh, how many DBs do you think they'll keep? I think they keep seven. I mean, I haven't really been keeping track of all the other positions we've been having, but I think DB is a position they'll be deeper at. Um, DBs or? Yeah, DBs in general, like corner and safety. I think they'll keep seven total. I think they'll probably push eight. I think it'll probably, it might be eight. Four safeties, four corners. Yeah, so I think – so we named Jalen Johnson, Brisker, Jackson, Stevenson, and Gordon are all locks. That's five. I think Vildor probably makes the roster. And then you have Kendall Will- Williamson, Elijah Hicks, uh, Greg Sherman Jr., Jalen Jones, Josh Blackwell were kind of names we've heard a little bit about um, kind of competing for that last spot or two. Do you know much about any of these guys really, Chris? Outside of Blackwell and Jalen Jones, and then since you brought up Madden, uh, Ojemudia is on my Madden team, and he's not terrible, dude. He's like, he's probably like my fourth highest rated corner, and he's not, he's not bad. He makes picks. Jalen went down for like a half a year, and he was, he was just as good making picks. So, um, yeah. So I think, based on that, you know, pump your brakes, Madden GMs. Uh, I'm not playing that game. But yeah, I think the five starters, like you mentioned, I think Hicksville door Blackwell, 
Um, that's eight. If you keep those. That's three. eight right there. So you think? Uh, do you think Phil's definitely back? I think I like Vildor's depth. Honestly, I really do think he's like a solid. I mean, he's he's back there's, not, there's not much to do around that. Yeah, and I mean the the hard thing is like the safety position, right? Because you almost need like a, a hybrid, and I don't even know right. if Hicks can do that. Like Hicks. Hicks was less than impressive from what I remember last year, but I feel like some people on Twitter said he was okay. So I don't really have an opinion either way. He was uh, good on special teams, but like, yeah. I'm wondering if this year's Elijah Hicks is Kendall Williamson and maybe they battle it out further. Who the fuck Whatever. is Kendall Williamson? Oh, is that the kid from Minnesota? That's no, no. Right. Uh, no. Uh, Kendall Williamson is the dude from, um, Kendall Williamson went to Stanford. Is it oh, Terrell Smith? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrell Smith is from Minnesota. Why is he not on this depth chart? He's on my depth chart. And I listen. Yeah, he's. I think he'll make the roster. I actually think he could see the field a little bit this year. Shit, man. Maybe they I, keep. Maybe they keep ten then. All right. So I don't know why he wasn't. Like I said, these ESPN budget cuts are cutting off guys <laughs> on my roster. Damn it. Ah. <sighs> Uh, so we have Jalen Johnson, Brisker, Jackson, Stevenson, uh, Gordon, Terrell Smith. That's six. Now I'm saying Vildor makes it seven. And then, yes, one of those other guys, I'll All say, right. uh, I'll say Oja Moodyus since uh, that's your Madden guy. We'll, we'll root for him. Oja Moodyus. Um, you're funny. Why can't. Why can't you just tell me instead of telling me stupid freaking? They're giving me so like I looked at Bears fifty three going into last year, so it's on the team site, but it's all in pictures and it's not giving me like a breakdown of of positions. It's very hard to read. Is it just their pictures? It's their pictures and it's their number. It's like two of 53, one of 53, but it's also their jersey numbers, which is weird. So you had Eddie Jackson, Brisker, uh, Gordon. You had more. Uh, Duke Shelley. Duke Shelley. No, this is going into last year. Kendall Vildor. Oh. I'm just trying to get a sense of how many they kept. Lamar Jackson. That's six. Uh, Dane Cruikshank makes seven. Do you remember we were kind of excited about him? What do we oh, call yeah. him? The, the tight end sniffer? Yeah. Johnson makes eight. <laughs> was it the tight end sniffer? Uh, Jalen Jones makes nine. Oh my god, dude! DeAndre Houston Carson makes 10. Elijah Hicks makes 11. There's no way those guys were on the opening roster. Yeah, no, this is as of August 22nd last year. You're telling me one fifth of the team made it, dude. That is, are you sure that wasn't before final cutdown? No, this is the 53. I told you it was of 53, it was number of 53. That just seems ridiculous that a fifth of the roster is D backs. They're not D bags. They're D backs. Yeah, they're D bags. Uh, yeah, that's it though. Yeah, that's it, dude. That's insane. It doesn't really feel that insane. All right. Well, I'm gonna say they're gonna keep eight. 
maybe nine. I'm not saying like if you're running, if you're running dime, you literally have all of your cornerbacks on the field. If you're only keeping like eight, they could have made a whole field worth of cornerbacks with 11, dude. They could add no D line. It's just all cornerbacks. Well, some of those are safeties though. Brisker and Jackson (laughs) Hicks for safeties. Yeah, Cruikshank. We're the tight end snuffer. The tight end sniffer. Not sniffer. So yeah, I okay. Going off of that, so like ten. All right. Well, to put that in perspective, we kept we kept way too many running backs and wide receivers. I feel like so. We'll we'll have to lose a few. We'll say corners. No, we're gonna lose some receivers. It's not gonna be seven wide receivers, dude. I'm sorry. Um, it's probably still going to probably be five running backs though, somehow. Um, so yeah, the, the starting five and then Smith is, yeah, Smith is probably a lock. Uh, Vildor is probably a lock. So that's seven. Yeah. Okay. So it's probably one of black Jones and Ojemudia. So that's eight. And Stroman. I, I would consider him in that group too. Okay. Another and guy then, that hung around for a while. And then Hicks and Williamson as the final two. Or maybe Williamson's so, in that group as well. So 10. But, yeah, like I said, I think the more of those guys you keep, the more just have to be strictly like like you're expecting if Hicks and Williamson make it their core special teamers, right? So, uh, you know, they have their time and place on the team, which is fine. Special teams is important. Um, I mean, this wasn't in the cards, but – I think it deserves to be talked about. Uh, special teams, uh, Cairo Santos versus Andre Schmidt. Remember Andre Schmidt from Syracuse? We talked about. Oh him. yeah, no, you talked about him. And you think there could be a kickoff here, or do you think Santos just has? Isn't it just? Didn't I say it's Schmidt? It's Schmidt. It is Schmidt. Yeah, it's just spelled Schmidt, like like, Schmidt. like the character from New Girl. Yeah, but it's spelled S C M Y T. Schmizit. For anybody at home that didn't hear that, that was S Z M Y T. Like, what a weird spelling. What a weird Schmidt. So, do you think Cairo, do you think it's, uh, what did John Fox call him? Carlos Santos. <laughs> Joe does the best impression. Joe does the best impression. Oh, my Mr. God. Joe. And uh, Carlos Santos. Uh, <laughs> That's so funny. So, I, I, so here's the problem. Here's the problem in my head. Well, Santos was so good two years ago, so good, and then ran that streak into this year, and then just completely fell apart. Couldn't make an extra point to save his life. It was so so bad. So. I mean, he's not a free agent for like two more years, though. I think. Yeah, after the year he had the first year, they kind of they gave him a decent contract, didn't they, for like a kicker? Yeah. God, Santos is actually good. I just it drives me nuts how like unstrong his leg is. What? I feel like anything like over 45 yards is just like a struggle for him. 
during that streak, wasn't he banging pretty consistently over 45? He does not have a big leg at all, dude. Okay. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm not going either way because I've been wrong a lot on this podcast, and I don't want to just put my neck out for that <laughs> shit. You know. You're uh, looking up his contract. I'm looking up his stats. I was gonna look up his contract, and then I said, "Is this really worth my time?" No. Oh come um, on! I'm, I'm actually I'll curious look, I'll though. Look it, I'll look it up. Um, so yeah, I no think way they signed him for four years, dude. Right? I feel like yeah. Uh, so he signed a three-year, nine million dollar deal in 2021. So I guess after next year, was it 21, 22, 20, I guess so. This is his last year. Huh. Interesting. And his last deal was with the Chiefs at three or 1.5. He way overpaid that motherfucker. <laughs> All right. So, Chris, in 2021, he was 10 for 10 inside of 30 yards. He was 5 for 5 inside of 40 yards. Between yeah. 40 and 50 yards, he was 11 of 13. And 50 plus, he was 0 for 2. Like, they weren't even Still, attempting kicks with him. Like over fifty yeah, but yards. Eleven of thirteen from forty to four from forty. Not, dude, I know. 50. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There's like like Greg Zerline. You could trot out there and attempt a seventy yard or like sometimes it's Santos if it's windy or something, dude. You just is yeah. So here's the difference, though. Greg Zerline was a streaky bastard. Like he couldn't. He would. He would be like five for eleven inside of thirty. You know, I'm just he, being yeah, he'll bank a 70 yard or sure. That's that's great. They're all you know, they're all worth three points, right, Lucas? I'm just being a nit- it's not I'm fantasy being football. A, listen, I'm just being a nitpicky jerk, but I am saying there are times when it was like a 52 yard field goal and you're like, he can't make this. So you either have to go for it or punt. And that I feel like with a team as bad as the Bears, I, I'd rather just for pure entertainment, just put out the kicker and let him fucking kick it. <laughs> entertainment? What's the entertainment? Not punting at midfield. Oh, going for it. It's way more exciting. Yeah, but I, you know what I'm saying. The, it just, his leg isn't strong. It is what it is. Inside okay. of 40, he's money. Is Andre, is Andre Schitz? No idea. Strong? I don't know. Well, look it up, bro. Look up his Syracuse stats. See how many times he. No, we, we looked it up. 50. He was good, but they had a dome, too. They had a dome, so. We'll have a dome in a few years. That'll be perfect when Andre Schmidt's been on the practice squad for three, for <laughs> for eight, eight years. Seasons. Yeah, in eight years when Kevin Warren finally built a new stadium. <laughs> That's gonna be so much fun. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna count now and see if we can figure out how many we're allowed to actually keep because this feels like we're. Like you said, we're way overstepping our our roster size. So we're gonna say guarantee three special teamers, right? Special teamers. Wait, what? Oh, oh, oh! Like, like kicker, punter, long snapper. Yes, three. Yeah, Santos, Gill, Gales. If nothing changes, (laughs) Uh, three QBs. (laughs) Uh, I think two. I think you could stash one on the practice squad, but I think two will make the roster. Well, you're not stashing the veteran, then. You're basically saying it's going to be – Yeah, it's going to be Tyson Badass. Tyson Badass? Yeah, him Bad, or uh, Nathan Badgerman. 
All right. So regardless of if we agree on who they are or not, where you, where are we at on running backs? Five? Uh, four in a fullback? Yeah, I, I think you should put five. I just, yeah, I agree that I think they'll do it. Then I think we've said nine O-linemen. Why are you skipping over receivers? Oh, sorry. Uh, receivers, I – I Just put I seven and see where we're at. I, just okay. put seven. And then right. if we need to take one, then we'll adjust it. All right. Uh, okay, and tight ends, three. Cool. Yeah, yeah, three for sure. So then you got the five starters, and then you got Borum, Patrick, Carter – I think Leatherwood gets his ass cut. I think it'll be one more, though. I think it'll be nine. Yeah, I agree. Leatherwood, Kramer, Deesh, Iceland. Iceland. So that is 5, 10, 17, 29 on offense. No, that's 29 total, so 26 on offense. All right, that's not bad. Not not yet. All right, so defensive line, probably eight. Say Gibson, Robinson, Bill. Four ends, four tackles. Uh yeah, plus if they sign someone. Well, if they sign someone, I don't think somebody makes the squad. Like I don't think Rasheen Green probably makes the squad if they sign someone. We'll, we'll see. It could happen. So let's just say eight for now. And then six linebackers, we said. And so that leaves us with, what, 17, 23. So that leaves us with one one spot, basically. Wait, no, that's not right. (laughs) No, oh, I'm adding the O-lineman in. Holy shit. So that's 14 right now. (laughs) So we could do 10 defensive backs, and we'd be at 53. Yeah, yeah, I think that makes sense. But even like if they do it, I thought if they do nine D backs, you could add another D lineman or something. But I mean, we're in the general right range. Like you could still keep, they're going to have to cut one of the positions, but probably do less at a certain position that we think they'll have more people at. But I mean, in theory, they could keep seven wide receivers and be fine, you know? Yeah, so that's, I don't think they, like, I think that's probably the cut if they sign right. and got play. I do think they'll, yeah. I do think they'll have another D lineman. I, I think nine D lineman, and then either nine corners or six wide receivers. But dude, I, in all honesty, if you add DJ Moore and still keep seven wide receivers, I don't think we know what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude! Like we're seriously arguing over ESB and Dante Pettis. Like, who cares? Who cares? Dante Pettis was a scrap heap pickup, and ESB only came along with uh, uh, Old Boy because he was on the Packers. Right? Yeah. Are you like tweeting about the Mets? What are you doing over there? I see your face grinning. I'm just thinking about how much I hate ESB. I just don't understand that hate. Like, I just don't get it. Like, I don't get it. Like, he has a, he has a job to do. He does his job. Like, what's your expectation? That he's not on this team? No. What's your expectation of him on the team? I think if you're a wide receiver six or seven, you should be playing special teams in addition to a minimal role in the offense. 
You could debate he's wide receiver four. That's not good. That's fine. But you're talking about Tyler Scott's a rookie. That's exciting. That's what I'm saying. I'd rather rather have Pettis as a wide receiver four than him. Dante Pettis doesn't do enough as a wide receiver four. What does he do? You have – I'd rather he blocks, have bro, and he can't he catch deep balls. What did he catch? One deep ball last year. Pettis has numerable memorable deep balls last year. Quite a few touchdowns. He has two memorable deep balls. The one in the fucking rain, which is not his doing. He didn't do shit except be wide open because Fields was running around like a jackass in the rain. And the one that Fields hit him in the corner. That was that was that was his catch of the year. That was fucking sweet. I just he's I think he's more of a field stretcher than ESB. I just think he see what I'm saying. More, we are arguing about two. We are bottom of the barrel. I'm talking about a guy who at least catches balls instead of just blocks. We need blockers. Find blockers another tight team. end. Probably would be cheaper. Maybe. You think so? I don't know. What's the SB make? What's extra special brown make? More than me. Oh, my God. I can't even spell this kid's name. Equinimius. Jeez Louise. <laughs> so many, so Equestrian. many names. <laughs> I, I always call him extra special brown. He's a, he's a good dark beard. Uh, contract. Contract. Dude, we I, we did. Remember, we looked this up. It was basically him and Pettis essentially make the same thing. They both they like he signed a an extension for nine sixty five. He'll earn a actually wait. Oh, that's his salary. So his he must have some workout bonuses and stuff because his his total weight is one point one six five. And then what is Pettis? What is Dante Penis? One point oh three five. Yeah, this is exactly what we argued about. It's the same same money, same bottom of the broom receiver. Like nobody cares. Bottom of the broom. <laughs> um. Trying to find them in their matting rating, they're pretty far down there. Can you search by team or like do you have to go by player, dude? I just looked up Chicago Bears Madden rating, gives you the whole roster. Oh, here we go. ESB's a 71. Where's Dante Pettis? Oh. 73, baby. Madden has spoken. Dude, you better watch that because that's gonna bite you in the ass when it comes running back time or some shit. I don't actually judge players by their Madden rings. You just just did. You just said Madden has spoken. I'm just making a joke, my friend. I know. DJ Moore was upset with his 86 overall. I'm not going to lie. Bears fans will want to kill me, but I think it's kind of fair for him. No, you're not wrong. I would give him maybe an 87, but I think 86, 87 is like fair. Did you see they made Hopkins a 93 in the game, dude? That's outrageous. Yeah, it's crazy. Fields a 74. Dude, it's, it's crazy to me how low 
rookies come in at? 76, like, sorry. Fields is a 76? Is that yes. what you just said? Yeah. Gross. What is gross, uh, gross, gross. What is Darnell Wright? <laughs> I can't even find him. It's probably like a 68. I just saw De- Dexter's a 68. Where the hell's Wright then? I don't see him at all, dude. Does he? He's signed, right? Is he Why signed? Why is Dakota Dozier on our roster? Maybe it's because he hasn't signed yet. Has he? He, he has signed, signed, right? I don't know. I don't know. It's the only thing I can think of is that they don't have his likeness yet. It is they true. You need, you need likeness to be in the game. Put him in there as Warnell Dyke for the time being. Give us his rating. Jordan Love is 67. How do you feel about that one? Jordan Love is 62. That's that's hilarious. All right. Hold on. I want to find. Why is. What am I missing here? doing are these all like released it can't be dude because no let's do that yeah because there's not oh wait yeah there's not a running back on the team in the ratings what That's weird yeah. I just saw Khalil Foreman is a 76, just like Fields. And Herbert is a 77. Where are you? Oh. I'm on the, how am I on the official website and it doesn't list them, but you're on whatever you're Madden, on? MaddenRatings.com slash team slash Chicago Bears. Tyler Scott is a org. See, that one's got Dakota Dozier on the freaking team, though. Yeah, it does. Sam Mustafer's still here, too. Yeah, see, you can't trust that thing. Get this bozo out of the game. Bozo. Uh, so, is this, a, is this a talking point? You want to talk about this? Oh, not really. I'm just I'm just making light of it. It's not really a I hope, DJ, I hope, I hope people take Like, people take this so serious, dude. Like especially like because uh, NBA 2K ratings came out not too long ago, and like players take that shit way serious. Like, I guess NFL players take it serious too, because I think DJ Moore commented on his 86, didn't he? Yeah, and that's kind of surprising coming from him because he doesn't really say too much. He uh, he should be a 90 by midseason. Right? We'll see. We will see. I don't know. See, like. My version of Madden rating is different than your version of Madden rating, probably. And it's different from the Madden evaluator who stands on the sideline. To me, it's like the only way, like the easiest way to get your Madden players up is just performance. Just have them run up stats and then they'll they'll get stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. For me, a a 90 in that game, that was like kind of like – I feel like you got to be like a superstar to be like a 90 and above. 
Yeah, no, you're not like wrong. They, they, they put Amari Cooper in there at 91, and I'm like, okay, that's – Man, he had a really good year last year. Like, But even that is what I'm saying. It's kind of like a cutoff for me. Is like a guy like that would be like 89-90 for me, put that in perspective. Sure. Um, it's interesting how they do it now because I haven't bought that game for years, so I, I just bought last year's because it was super cheap. And – like you earn experience points and then you can buy skill points. So it's almost like a, like a video game. Like, you know, like, like you would earn XP in a, in a, in a role-playing game and, and buy skill points, you know, buy extra skills or whatever. So like you can spend them however you want and make people whoever you want, but they have different categories you can add them to. And like each category includes like subcategories. So like say playmaker or whatever, it includes like say catch speed and route running or whatever for wide receivers. Just for example, I have no idea if that's accurate, but that's a, it's an interesting way to do it. And it's a fun game, but like Madden ratings after the year launches, it, they're, they're going to be nothing, but they will update them because they update them throughout the year. Right. Yeah. Like they, yeah, yeah. Like they update them like mid season. I think, you know what, Chris, maybe I'll get the game this year just so I can play with you. I'm not gonna get the game. I don't. I won't get. Oh, come on, way, dude, dude. I'm not, dude. Like, like we had a pre-conversation about PlayStation, and I told you how I spent my money on PlayStation. I'm not gonna buy a sixty-dollar fucking football game. No way. They're probably they're probably more on PS5. They're probably like seventy-five. It's fucking out of control, bro. <laughs> it is. It is crazy. That's nuts, dude. I got like sell a kidney to afford a video game. No, thank you. No, thank you. I just got new That's health insurance. Funny. They don't want to do that. Fair? Yeah. Fair. All right, fair. Lucas. We have our 53-man position breakdown. Could be some uh, some controversies here and there. You know what's funny, man, is like as dialed in as I think I am every single year on who I think will make the team, it is never those guys. Well, dude, never, you got to – you gotta go then last year, he just went and fucking scraped five off the roster and signed five new guys that he didn't see in camp all, all spring or all year. Yep. So, who knows, man? Who knows? Who knows? The camp darlings will be interesting next week, man. We'll do our camp preview show. Yeah, I think sure. we got one show, and then I think we start up the next day. Well, next uh, week of camp is probably like show, them showing up and shit. I don't think we'll see. I real. feel like show up day is actually the 24th and it does really start on the 26th. Oh, okay. Well, that would be cool. Well, we're ready. We have our predictions in. And, I thought uh, I heard that. Could be wrong. Well, we'll figure it out next week, I guess. Uh, show moves to Mondays next week. So set your calendar, set your alarms. We'll be live Monday at. 9.15 Eastern, 8.15 Central for Joe, and 7.15 for your boy in Mountain Time. Until then, bear down, bitches.
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.